listening to Productivity on Purpose, Episode 11, Productivity Shame. Listen, lady, you're capable, smart, and driven. Then why do you feel so overwhelmed? Hi, I'm Ruthie Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, best-selling author, and former perfectionist. Okay, current, but working on it. I'm here to show rockstar professionals who are doing it all that you can have an amazing career, relationships, and life by taking control of your focus, habits, and goals. Join me for simple and motivating ways to squash overwhelm and reconnect with what matters most. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Okay, we made it through another week. Welcome back to another episode of Productivity on Purpose. It is so great to have you here. I think we are about six weeks of lockdown in the house at this point. In case you're hearing this well into the future and thinking, what the heck is she talking about? We are another week into the great pandemic COVID-19. It's April 2020, and anxiety is really high right now, as well as perhaps depression rates, I think, you know, just sort of overwhelm, stress. We're in an all-time high of unemployment, which is probably only going to get worse, unfortunately, severely short on medical supplies. It's so heartbreaking to see what's going on in hospitals and with medical workers and, of course, all the people who are suffering in so many ways. So I just want to thank you and thank everyone who is following all the rules. I want to give you my heartfelt appreciation, which feels like such a small give right now, but truly to all those people who are doing all the things that we're supposed to do, just like We've been told in terms of staying in and washing our hands and putting on our masks and all that, and also to all those people who are putting their lives on the line to help the rest of us get through this, from the mail carriers to the grocery store clerks to nurses and doctors and firefighters, and literally you are on the front lines. You are beyond amazing. You are so loved and so, so, so very much appreciated. Today, I want to talk about a topic that can really keep us spiraling in a negative way, but it is also relatively easy to get out of if we apply a simple strategy. Oh, and by the way, if we haven't met yet, welcome. Welcome to this podcast. I'm Rithu Parikh. I help ambitious women step into their potential and confidence by squashing overwhelm so they can thrive at work and at home. So if you're doing the work thing and the family thing and the volunteer thing and the friends thing, and now on top of it all, this virus thing, you might be feeling overloaded and overstretched and looking for a way out. And that's what I hope to give you today and every week to help you find joy and create time and space in your life for the people and things that matter most to you. So today's podcast is titled Productivity Shame, and that's because that's what I believe many women embody and embrace. All right, so let's break this down a bit and just start with general shame and what that means. Women in shame is a deeply rooted pattern, right? There is this something's wrong with me kind of story that shame is responsible for, that women just like to tell themselves all the time. This is specifically an issue that's deeply rooted and ingrained for women because in some way or the other, we find a way to see flaws in ourselves. Unfortunately, ladies, I'm going to say this is just more of an issue for us 
than it is for the menfolk. Whether it's based on societal upbringing, expectations, media, cultural history, and probably some part of our DNA, women as a gender are simply harder on themselves. And we place a very high emphasis on ourselves in terms of our appearance or our roles or our energy and just simply our own expectations. We have this ongoing inner conflict, which results in a massive energy drainer. And unfortunately, this not only impacts our self-esteem, our own confidence, but also our energy. And that energy is passed on to our children or our team members or our colleagues or others in our family and people around us. So bottom line, ladies, we have got to put an end to feeling shame. We're not helping anybody. We must stop shaming ourselves, especially, especially since it is so unwarranted. Okay, if you were an alien coming in from another world, and let's say you come down off your spaceship and you fly on over to your window outside of your house, or maybe it's your workplace. So you're looking into your kitchen or family window or like the window where you work, and you took a peek in and you saw a woman nurturing everybody else, uplifting others, adding value, working her batukas off, making the meals, contributing to the strategy, staying on top of all the details for all the people, answering the questions, thinking about the birthday cards, counting your blessings, doing it all, you would think, oh, I must be on another planet. I must be on an alien planet because people on this planet are working way too hard. They get so much done. Okay, so that is exactly what you would think. If you could look at yourself from the outside in, like, you know, standing away, you are doing it all. And yet, for some reason, we warrant it, we find it necessary to shame ourselves about everything we're not getting done and that we're not doing it fast enough, we're not doing it better enough, we're not doing it, you know, to the best qualities that we could be. There we are inside the house or inside our workplace beating ourselves up yet again about everything we haven't gotten done. All right, so that's shame. That's the shame that I'm talking about. And I think we've got a handle on that one, right? That's what it is. You're familiar with it. I'm familiar with it. We do it. Okay, so now let's take that idea, that idea of shame, and now make it more specific to productivity shame so we can understand what that is and how to overcome that. Along the same lines, we become our own worst critics, our own worst enemies, and shame ourselves about not getting enough done, not getting enough done off the to-do list that never ends. And I find that we're doing this even more right now while we're home, isolated with the pandemic. We're thinking, well, I'm home. I should be getting more done than ever. I don't have to commute anymore, or maybe potentially I just have less work given the economic situation. Or I'm just, you know, I have more time at home, so should I be I should be getting more organized. And I just keep letting myself down. I suck because instead of getting my house looking perfect and cleaning out all the drawers and catching up on the last 10 years of paperwork and implementing all of these amazing systems in my work and life, I'm flailing. The days are flying by and nothing is happening. And if this is not pandemic time. Again, if you're listening to this at another time or back to life as usual, you might be thinking this on a Sunday night, right? So it's like Sunday night and you're thinking, I am the worst. I had this whole day today or the whole weekend instead of cleaning out my basement and running errands and getting a jump start on the costumes for the school play, 
or a jumpstart on this week's presentation at work. I just sat on my lazy ass on the couch and binged, you know, this old house, and I am the biggest loser and failure ever. Okay, so both of those, again, whether you're in pandemic time or out of it, are both prime examples of productivity shame. So if you can relate and you're hot, nodding your head right now, or you're like, uh, wait, excuse me, is there a camera in my house? How are you looking at me? How are you seeing all this? Just relax because there is no camera, but I know you because I am you, or at least I used to be much more. Over the years, I've learned some skills to get me out of these self-sabotaging cycles and nip them in the bud. And today I want to tell you about two of the most effective, most mentally and emotionally fulfilling ways to escape this unnecessary, unvalidated, and unwarranted shaming and self-loathing. Both of these, as usual, are very simple. They don't require you to buy anything or invest in anything other than your self-awareness to do them. So if you need to write these down so you don't forget, just do that. Grab a sticky note. Put these two reminders on them so when you fall into shaming yourself, you know exactly what to do. Now, the first strategy that I'm going to share is an in-the-moment strategy. So when you're actually catching yourself shaming, right, you're going to know how to snap yourself out of it. And the second strategy is a preventative one. So you'll use this one so you don't fall into shaming practices. Got it? Okay, cool. So let's jump in. So number one, this is a practice I've heard and I love and I try so hard to remind myself of when I'm self-berating or just not feeling like I'm doing enough. And again, this is why I like to put on my little sticky note because I forget it unless I'm doing unless I actually see it somewhere. So let's say I'm pushing really hard, pushing hard, pushing hard. And even though I'm exhausted and I'm still trying to do all the things, but like I'm going into that mode of I'm not doing enough, not doing enough. What's wrong with you? You're such a failure. So here's what you want to say to yourself during this time. And it's simply just ask yourself, would I say this to someone else? So if you're telling yourself you look fat, you look ugly, you're not cut out to write this or to speak about this or to speak up about this or that you're a failure or that you're stupid or that you're always behind or that you're never going to figure this out or that you always fail at this, would you ever and ever, ever, ever say that to anyone else that you cared about or really probably to anyone at all? Would you call up your daughter? or your mom, or your friend, or your colleague, and say, you're so fat. You're so dumb. Oh my gosh, just give up. You're never going to get this right, girl. You are such a failure. You're such a bad mom, such a bad supervisor. I cannot even believe you're thinking about uh, being a CEO or a business owner. No, never. We would never, ever, ever say that. Our worst critics are always ourselves. Don't be your worst enemy. If you wouldn't say it to someone else, don't say it to yourself. Okay, so that's it. Again, that is your in-the-moment strategy, the first one. Write that down somewhere, and that's the question. Say, would I say this to someone else? If I wouldn't say it to someone else, don't say it to myself. Let's move on to strategy number two, and this is the preventative strategy. This is the one that you want to be using so that you don't fall into the self-berating and the self-shaming. And this is to plan your downtime just as you would plan your next meeting or appointment. Okay, I'm going to repeat that. 
Plan your downtime just as you would your next meeting or appointment. But really, I will say this is really just about planning your time in general, but I am going to focus on your downtime when I'm talking about the time that you're planning. So this is very much in alignment with and holds the same principles as my last podcast, episode nine, the key habit of highly successful women. So if you haven't heard that yet, listen to that after this, and I'll also link it down in the show notes, but it's very much in alignment with that because it's about planning for your time. So again, this has to do with that, but I'm also going to focus on your downtime. On that last podcast, I got into detail about how to be realistic about what you could get done, how to reset your expectations to be more in alignment with reality so that you ultimately feel really good about yourself. And the reason you feel really good about yourself is because you achieve what you set out to do. Okay, so think about that. When you're like, this is the goal that I want to have, and then you reach that goal, whether it might just be something as simple as I'm going to track my food for the day, or I'm going to send out these two emails, or I'm going to organize this drawer. When you create that goal and you achieve it, you feel really great, right? You feel inspired. You feel awesome. You feel just really motivated, and you feel good about yourself. So I'm going to explain this through an example. I think it's best explained and best illustrated that way about like what the heck am I even talking about, about, you know, setting out what you are achieving what you set out to do and also how to plan your downtime, how this all comes together. All right. So let's just call this example. I'm going to call this scenario A. I'm going to give you two scenarios, scenario A and scenario B, and we're going to, we're going to compare them and see the results. So scenario A is, let's say it's a Saturday morning, you sleep in late, you deserve to sleep in late, you have a very lazy morning, it's really relaxing, you don't really have a plan for the day, but you know you have this long to-do list, right? It never ends, it never goes away. So you do whatever you need to do to get by, like just make sure your kids have cereal and mac and cheese to eat during the day, you feed the dog, you literally just do the basics. You don't even get anything done on that to-do list. You're just trying to like get by because you're just having a lazy day. And then you think, oh, you know what? I'd love to just watch this one episode of The Office. And you end up watching like an entire season, okay? So now it's 5 p.m. You've been a slug all day. You have some plans with friends. So you shower, you get ready, and you go out, okay? And at dinner, you're telling your girlfriends how much you suck because you wasted the entire day. So now back to achieving what you set out to do. Why would you feel like a failure in that scenario I just laid out? Because in the back of your mind, you were thinking you'd get a bunch of stuff done during this free day of yours, even though you didn't have a a set plan for the day. But because that's the type of person you are, you're ambitious, you want to be productive. And you feel like you wasted the day. So in your mind, this is a total failure. Okay, so now let's go over to scenario B. And scenario B is actually the same day. You wake up late, you sleep in late on a Saturday, you have a very lazy morning, um, you do have this long to-do list, but there's only one difference here in this day. The difference is you're going to plan for your downtime. You are going to plan, like you're going to put on your schedule or put on your planner or say it out loud that what I'm going to do today is have a TV binge watching day for me time, downtime, whatever the heck you want to put down. That's what you're going to say. So you plan to do, quote unquote, nothing. So you do exactly like the first day. You do whatever you need to do just to get by. Make sure your kids have cereal and mac and cheese to eat. You feed the dog, just the basics. And then you spend the whole day in front of the TV binge watching. 
five o'clock gets ready, you're ready to go out with your girlfriends, you get ready, you go out, and you tell your girlfriends, oh my gosh, I had the best day today because I planned to do nothing and that is exactly what I did. In other words, you achieved what you set out to do. So if you think about it, the day was exactly the same, but the result was completely different. In both scenarios, you quote unquote, it did nothing productive, right? You binge watch TV all day. But in one scenario, the first one, without the plan for it, without the intention, you suffer from productivity shame. In the second scenario, when you plan for your downtime, you celebrate your success. So I hope you are seeing the difference in this. It's basically the difference between having a plan and giving yourself permission versus not having the plan and subjecting yourself to scrutiny and shame. So amazing how that small shift can be so powerful in your mental talk and your emotional well-being, which then has a snowball effect on how you're showing up for people around you that you care about and the projects you want to put your energy and effort towards. Shaming yourself into thinking or believing that you are not doing enough is never going to help you move forward. It is simply not motivating, right? It's not inspiring to hear negative talk, like never ever. So I hope you embrace these two simple strategies to prevent shaming from happening and to nip it in the bud if and when it does. Which leads me right into this week's challenge. I always, always encourage you to take one small action every week so you make your time here with me feel really valuable. Today's action is to plan for your downtime, especially during this insane period that we're going through. We need this mental gift to ourselves more than ever. Okay, but plan your time in general as well. So go back to that last episode so you hear more about that. But the more you actually get down on your calendar, whether it is planning for a meeting or planning for doing work around the house, as much as it is for planning for your downtime, the more likely you are to achieve what you set out to do. And by the way, when I say plan for it, actually write it down in your calendar with the, with the time frames in which you're going to get it done, especially the time for yourself or your own projects. All right, so when you catch yourself in negative self-talk, ask yourself this, would I ever say this to anyone else? And if it's not something I would say to someone else, I certainly will not say this to myself. Sounds good? Awesome. Come on over to my site, to lifeisorganized.com forward slash podcast, and let me know what you did. I would love to be your personal cheerleader and your guide and just help you see this through. As you might be able to tell, I love, love, love partnering with women to build their life holistically from the inside out so they kill it in their professional life and their personal life. If you truly want to take control of your life, it does take more than just the right planner. There is this type of mind work that we've got to do, plus the simple tools and habits to make you more efficient and effective so you have more time and energy for the people and work that lights you up. So I work with women in all levels of business across all professions and group coaching and one-on-one coaching, and I am waiting to work with you, my friend. If you want to stop burning the candle on both ends and never worry again about the details that you think are going to fall through the cracks, I would love to show you how to create and implement simple systems to make your work and home life rewarding and enjoyable. 
So you can learn more about that at lifeisorganized.com forward slash coaching. And over there, you'll be able to see how you can schedule a free strategy session with me so we can just get to know each other and see if we might be a good fit. Alrighty, sweet friend, I cannot wait to hear from you about your favorite takeaway from this episode. Remember, you can leave that over on my podcast page, lifeisorganized.com forward slash podcast, or come on over to Facebook on Life is Organized because I hang out there a lot. I am wishing you such a happy, successful, and of course, safe and healthy day and week ahead. So much love to you and your families. Stay safe, and I'll catch you next time. Here's to getting more of the right things done. Bye-bye.